Proteus Leadership proudly presents the Let's Go, Let's Grow podcast with Des Penny, founder of Proteus Leadership. Hi everyone, welcome to the Let's Go, Let's Grow podcast. I'm Des Penny and today I want to talk about who looks after the leader and how we can move towards our destiny rather than continuing to live in doubt. You know, one of the management leadership challenges we have is that the more we look after the needs of others, the less time we dedicate to our own personal and professional growth. Sound familiar? Well, unfortunately, or fortunately, depend on where you are on the stress meter, the only person who can look after the leader is the leader themselves. So this being the case, we need to identify some key things that can be done to ensure that we don't implode or become unproductive and overwhelmed and then make wrong decisions for our lives and our leadership. So how can we look after ourselves and our state of mind effectively so that we don't just survive, but we are efficient and happy and remove that cloud of doubt, allowing us to see the way ahead more clearly? I'm certainly a long way from being there personally, but I'm working on it and have certainly taken some major steps forward in the past years as I've recognised that who I am and what I do is important and it has real value. So let me share with you six insights in this podcast that have helped me to take those steps forward and I hope they encourage you to be brave enough to do the same in your own way. The first insight I had was the recognition that I had to begin to speak differently. Why? Because words matter. Did you know that being in leadership is an absolute privilege? And to be given permission to coach and direct people for the betterment of the organisation and for themselves is not a right. It's actually a great privilege. So ask yourself this question. How do I view my role? And what do I say to myself and others about it? Because things will never get better personally or professionally if we don't change what we're saying about our situation to reflect a positive situation. Because words really do matter. Have you ever had a conversation with someone who hates their job and hates life, in fact they hate most things, but isn't prepared to fix them? How do you feel during and after that conversation? Usually, it's not good, I'm sure. Well, funnily enough, these people seem to have a self-fulfilling component attached to them, and often disaster, confusion and drama also tend to surround them. Remember this, though. Some people actually love the crutch of constant complaining. So don't get caught up in it or become that way yourself. Stop these conversations in their tracks, otherwise you'll find yourself saying and doing things that you're not proud of. And we've all been there. I'm a great believer that we should not only speak well of ourselves and others, but that we can actually speak things into existence if we believe enough and focus on the possibility, not the drama. Because our words do matter, but they can also destroy and it's up to us to decide how and when we use them. I've had so many conversations lately with people who have expressed openly their lack of interest or desire to be where they are right now, or to do what they're doing. And I have to say that on many occasions it's been really disturbing and it's saddened me. But as I said before, some people couldn't live without the drama, 
but others simply don't know what to do or how to change their situation. You may not love everything about what you do, but as I've already said, as a leader you have been given the privilege of having input into people's lives, and often when we focus on others, we move away from some of the thoughts that consume our own lives. And you've also been given the privilege of making your life the best it can be. And yes, it is the leader who is responsible for the leader. So when we start to look past the daily annoyances and see the big picture again, we discover that it's an absolute privilege to be in a leadership role. And if you don't think that way, then maybe it's not the role for you. And you know what? Making that decision is okay too. Because words do matter, and so we need to choose them wisely, or maybe just say nothing. Unfortunately right now, I believe we are creating a culture in society and in business that is becoming incredibly selfish and self-obsessed. And with that, we're speaking differently, which unfortunately often results in that self-fulfilling prophecy that I was talking about. But the only way that we will change a situation is by being conscious of what we say and making the decision to change the way we speak. Life doesn't just happen, we make it happen, we speak it into existence. So, if that's the case, then why do we put so much effort into speaking the negative things into existence and then are surprised when they happen? Remember, when everyone is speaking doom and gloom, that is your time to shine and move ahead of the pack. But it'll only happen when you start to speak with positivity, belief and authority, not negativity. So catch yourself out, because words matter. So choose them wisely. And let's change the narrative. Let's start to tell ourselves and others a better story, because we are the authors of our own lives. In fact... Here's a challenge for you. Why don't you, right now, give yourself a self-affirming statement? Give yourself some encouragement, and while you're at it, encourage someone else as well. It not only feels great, but it has the power to change culture and destroy doubt. My second insight is to take back the controls. To be an effective leader, we need to take back the control of many areas of our lives. But whenever people hear the word control, they immediately relate it to being controlling. That couldn't be further from the truth. A person who's in control of their life is a person who leads themselves to success and can coach and lead others to experience the same. They're accountable and they take responsibility, and they constantly move their life forward, away from doubt and negativity. Now, you might not be able to control everything, but there are some things and some areas in our lives that we can control. The first one is your personal life. If you have constant turmoil in your personal life, then whether you realise it or not, it will impact on the workplace in the way you treat the people you work with. You cannot live a double life. You cannot say something and be something else. It will catch up with you sooner or later and people will be hurt in the process. So ask yourself, what is it that I need to work on in myself before I try to help everyone else? But be honest. Remember, the only person who can look after the leader is the leader themselves. But we must first have to see the need. The second thing that you control is your expectations of others. 
We cannot behave a certain way and then expect everyone else to operate under a different set of rules. And we don't lead best by demanding, we lead lead best by example. So how are you leading right now? Again, be honest with yourself. Leadership's not a competition. It's a never-ending journey of opportunity and growth. So ensure that your expectations of others are fair and that you are giving them the support they need rather than judgment. And thirdly, you can control how you respond in your professional life. If you're not happy where you work or where you're at in life, then you have three choices. The first choice is to stay and make a positive difference. In other words, work on it and as Gandhi says, become the change you wish to see. Yes, it is hard, but we cannot be at peace with any other decision unless we first try to make a difference. Secondly, is a choice to stay and become a part of the problem. If you don't want to be the change, then you will become the problem without even realising it. That doesn't feel good and it comes with many, many, many negative ramifications. And thirdly, you can choose to leave or get out and remove yourself from the situation. But never do that until you've tried the first to stay and make a positive difference. I'm often asked about how this applies to our other relationships that are not working as well as we would like. Now, I'll never give people advice in this area, but what I do know is that some people were just not meant to be together. And we, when we need to force happiness, eventually it breaks our spirit. And that comes at a massive cost. So if you're going to be a successful leader or partner or friend, then you must try the first choice to stay and make a difference and give the situation everything that you can. And if that's not possible, then choice number three might be your next option, to leave with integrity. Because then you can leave knowing that you've tried everything you could to make things better and you can move forward with closure. Too many people become frustrated and then allow the problems and the negativity to consume them. And choice number two takes over. They become the problem without even realising it. That's when negativity kicks in and the way we speak changes. But if we do choose choice number one to make a difference, then it will demand that we take back the controls in two major areas, our emotions and our behaviours. So let's look at our emotions. It is okay to be emotional. In fact, to suppress our emotions will do far more damage than to let them out. But the key to displaying our emotions is to ensure that the appropriate emotion is displayed for the relevant situation or circumstance. And it's not the emotion that's the problem, but how we display it and the length of time that we allow this emotion to control our thoughts and angers. So let's look at our emotions. It is okay to be emotional. In fact, to suppress our emotions will do far more damage than to let them out. But the key to displaying our emotions is to ensure that the appropriate emotion is displayed for the relevant situation or circumstance. And it's not the emotion that's the problem, but how we display it and the length of time that we allow this emotion to control our thoughts and actions. If negative, the longer we stay within it, the more damage it will do. 
So take control, get your emotions back on track, because in most cases, it is within your control to do so. And secondly, we need to take responsibility for our behaviour. I can remember my father once said to me that it's not whether you're right or wrong that's important, but whether you react or respond to the situation that matters. Ask yourself if the behaviour you are displaying is appropriate. If then, don't try to justify it, change it. We all have the power to do that, own it and change it, or relationships might be destroyed forever. Insight number three, we need to understand that it's okay to make mistakes. We've been conditioned through life to believe that mistakes are a sign of weakness and that people will think badly of us if we make a mistake, when quite the opposite is the case. People just want us to be honest. Remember this, if you're not making mistakes, then you're not learning anything new. So not only is it okay to make mistakes, but it's also essential for our growth. Great leaders make mistakes, and when they're honest about them, then they learn from those mistakes and grow personally, moving them on to better things. But growth also comes from admitting our mistakes and then being humble enough to ask for help. This is where respect is birthed. So mistakes are not a sign of weakness. They're a sign of someone having a go and wanting to learn something new and trying to make something better. The same applies in our personal lives. So many people let the mistakes of the past rob them of their future rather than allowing them to prepare them for the future. And hindsight is a wonderful thing, but it's just not available at the time we're going through the situation. So deal with the things that stop you moving forward and embrace your past. You have a right to make mistakes and no one else has a right to continually remind you of them unless you fail to learn from them and continue to make the same mistakes. So learn from them and move on. Otherwise, self-pity and bitterness will take over, and that's a major barrier to success and fulfilment. One of my favourite quotes that you may have heard me mention before is, sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. The important thing to remember is that if we're willing to learn from our mistakes, then we will never lose. So sit down with yourself next time you're feeling that you have made a mistake and ask, what did I learn? And what won't I do next time? And what will I now do differently? Then get up and try again with this new information. Don't wallow or allow the imposter syndrome to take over. Remember, you're better than that. Life is a series of lessons, so let's learn them and be better next time. Insight number four, we need to deal with personal attack appropriately. Let me tell you, if you're being brave and taking control or even trying to make positive change or try something new, you will be criticised. It comes with the territory. Usually this criticism will come from those who either just have a critical spirit or are jealous or don't have what it takes personally to try it for themselves. Sometimes there is no one at fault, and in fact, their comments may be based purely on perception. But realise this, the moment you start to take control of areas of your life and start to speak and think differently, or you start to take positive steps forward, you will upset people. Not because of what you're doing, but because of how it affects them. If you're not prepared for these attacks, then the best thing to do is either prepare yourself first, 
or stay where you are and do nothing. But that simply stunts our growth and they win again. But if people do criticise you, then process what they say and ask yourself, is it valid criticism? If so, then be honest enough to deal with it and then move on. Or is it unjustified criticism? And the only way to know this is by being honest and processing it. If it's unjustified, then put it in the bin where it belongs, because it's this type of criticism that has the most effect on our lives if we do not stop it in its tracks. So move on, because the longer we live within the criticism, the harder it is to get out and the more damage it does. Always remember that anyone who is brave enough to make a change in their own life or the lives of those they lead will be criticised. It is up to us to identify the type of criticism and deal with it effectively and then move on because destiny is waiting. Insight number five, life and leadership is more than just coping. Being an effective leader is more than just coping and being happy that you got through the week without total self-destruction. When we're just coping, again, we're not moving forward and this is one of the most important characteristics of effective leadership, growth. And some of the things that can help us to grow and move forward are dealing with procrastination. Do the hard things. Procrastination is one of the greatest soul destroyers. Put processes into your life that stop you from procrastinating and stop justifying it. Secondly, get things out of your system. Don't hang on to things. Deal with them as soon as possible. The longer they go on, the larger the problem stays and the harder they are to fix. That simply means that you will waste a great deal of time fixing something that could have been dealt with far sooner and far more effectively. And thirdly, learn to relax. Indulge yourself without guilt. Treat yourself to a massage or a movie or something that's important to you. You deserve and need to refill your tank if you want to do more than just cope. So we need to find sources of joy and relaxation that give us balance. But that will be different for everyone. Find yours. Just coping should never be an option. And my final insight is to find a mentor. A few years ago, when I was actively speaking at events right across Australia, a lady approached me and asked me if I would be her mentor. She then went on to say that she didn't expect that I would say yes because she knew I was busy and I was very important and she wasn't. And she didn't think she was worthy. My response was simple. You are not no one. I am not famous, and yes, I would love to be your mentor. After she got up off the floor, we created a program. She was so shocked, but we were abso- she was absolutely wonderful to work with. You see, we all need someone to talk to. So find someone you respect and simply ask them if they would be your mentor. Most people will say yes, and if they don't, then they weren't the right one, and that's okay. Find someone who will let you purge, but who will also let you discover solutions to the problems and they won't just agree with you. It's an absolute privilege to be in a leadership role, but it's even more satisfying to watch others evolve and grow and to know that somehow through all of your lessons, you've helped them to learn theirs. 
But remember, to be an effective leader, we must learn to look after ourselves first. And this starts by removing doubt, accepting opportunities and constantly looking for ways to grow. And to do this, we often need help and guidance. So regain your passion and realise even though it gets tough sometimes, you're doing a great thing and you are having an amazing impact on those around you. So start to tell yourself that. And no matter what others might say, it's only you who knows you and what your motives and intent are. Hang in there because you are talented, you are gifted and you are worthy of success. So in conclusion, doubt and negativity rob us of so much time and effort and often rob us of our destiny. So if you want to move from doubt to destiny, then start to think and speak differently. Take back the controls in your life. Recognise it's okay to make mistakes. In fact, mistakes are essential to our growth. Deal with personal attacks appropriately because they will come. Don't just cope. Thrive and achieve and say yes to opportunity more often. And seek out a coach or mentor, someone who has your best interests at heart and who will also be honest with you. So I wish you well as you walk the path of destiny that moves you forward and away from the doubt that holds you back. You've been listening to the Let's Go, Let's Grow podcast. I'm Des Penny, thanking you for listening. And I encourage you to sign up on your favourite podcast platform so that you can enjoy further episodes as they drop. If you've enjoyed this podcast series, then feel free to leave a review on your chosen podcast app.